Thank you. Okay, so we're back on, it's been a couple of weeks. We're back on fighting a winning battle. Um, we're going to start in the book of Psalms, actually, tonight, before we go back to Joshua. So I need you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalm, Psalm 111. Psalm 111. So somebody's going to have to help Cindy because there's more than three numbers there. I mean, there's, there's more than two numbers there. Yeah, don't even act like it. Everybody always notices when I'm mean to people. When people are mean to me, no one notices it, do they, Bill? Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. So Psalm 111. And the scripture reads in verse 10. Go to verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding, uh, listen to this carefully, a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. I want to repeat that, that section right there. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Now, that'll preach for a year and a half right now, wouldn't it, okay? Um, but, but he also leads out with the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In our fighting a winning battle, tonight we're going to deal with what we all struggle with, people. Okay? People. And people including ourselves, because we're people. We often forget, we often say the things like, oh, man, people get on my nerves. Well, you're people, so you must get on your own nerves sometimes, right? You ever irritated yourself? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, it happens. I'm like, man, how did I do that or why did I do that? Yesterday, I had a real klutzy day. I spent my day just dropping stuff. I just dropped stuff. I kept dropping stuff. I was dropping stuff in the morning. And then I have those mornings like when Bonnie gets to sleep in about 15 minutes longer than I do. And then that's the morning that I'm going to make the most noise. I'm going to drop stuff. I'm going to slam doors. I'm going to kick something. Uh, something's going to happen. I'm going to sneeze. Something's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you do. You really do. Exactly. It's like your back hurts. It affects everything. But we have to understand something. When we read this scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And in our winning battle, when we have to learn how to deal with people, we have to understand there's so many different facets to people. Okay? Keep in mind, our Christian walk will never take us away from people. It'll always draw us to people. Okay? If we're doing the walk and living the life the way we need to live it, we will always be drawn to people. Okay? So if we're going to be drawn to people, let's handle people the way God has designed for us to handle people. Okay? God has a specific design for us to treat people a certain way, to deal with people a certain way. But one thing that's key that we always miss, God always wants us to seek him before we deal with people. Now, that's something that we're missing. There's something that we're missing. Yeah, we pray. We pray because this person irritates us and that person irritates us and this person bothers me and that person bothers me. But the first thing we have to understand is, well, what is God saying about it? What does God have to say about it? The whole situation. Because a lot of times what you'll find out is if you seek God out first and fear him and his commandments and everything else, you'll find out that the problem is less them and more you. Okay, 
I know this is hard to believe. Miss Liz is sitting there going, I'm, I don't have problems. I'm perfect. Okay? Anyway, <laughs> Charles thinks that's funny. He's cracking up. So first off, understand this about, and I just said it, understand this, okay, about you. You are a, are an, a called person of God, a called child of God, okay? So that means that there's specifics that apply to you according to the word of God. So take your Bible and turn to Matthew. Turn to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. We're still talking about a fighting a winning battle. So Matthew chapter 10. When you get to Matthew chapter 10, I'll tell you this, the verse. Go to verse 16. Ready? He says, behold, I send you out. Okay, stop right there. Behold, I send you out. Now, this is a direction. So in this battle that we're fighting, God is, Jesus is telling us, I'm sending you out. Okay, I'm sending you out here. This is part of your role. This is part of your commandment. This is not optional. I, he says, behold, I send you out. Now, look at this. As sheep in the midst of wolf, wolves. Now, look at what he does. We have a semicolon there, and he says this. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as, innocent as doves. Okay? Everybody knows that a serpent is not the fastest animal on earth, is it? Yet it can catch big prey. Why? Why can't it? Because it's smart about how it hunts. Okay? It knows it can't outrun it, so it waits for it to come to him, doesn't it? That's the shrewdness about a serpent. Okay? That's the shrewdness. That's a, that's a craftiness about him. Okay? He, he thinks ahead of what he's, he, he knows what he's going to do. He strategizes and he plans. Now, God, Jesus is not telling us to be serpents. He's just telling us to be wise as they are or as shrewd as they are. But be gentle about it. Not sneaky. There's a difference. Your Bible told me to be sneaky. No, he didn't tell you to be sneaky. He told you to understand that you're going out. I'm sending you out as sheep. In other words, you're going to be the weakest thing out there. So in, in order to survive as the weakest thing, not weak spiritually, but weak in general, because guess what? We no longer operate in the world system. Huh? Right? We no longer operate as the world does, do we? We do things differently. As children of God, we do things differently. But we still need to understand how it operates. And we need to know the workings of it so that we can be ahead of it. Okay? So that we can be, not, not get caught off guard by it. Okay? So when you're fighting a winning battle, let's look at the scripture again. It says, behold, I send you out as sheep. In the, we're in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Now look at verse 17. Look at the warning. But beware of men, for they will hand you over, where? To the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. Now, he God is sending us out to men, but he's telling us to be aware of them. That's kind of like an oxymoron, isn't it? The very ones you want me to be cautious around, God, you want me to go to. Yes. Yes. 
So what we have to understand about when we're dealing with people is that we're sent to them. We're called to God and sent to people. Okay? So understand this. First thing in your winning battle, quit losing the battle by getting mad because of the way people behave. We've talked about this before. Okay? Don't, <laughs> don't, everybody's looking at me like, what are you asking me to do? I'm asking you to quit losing the battle and quit getting upset because people are not behaving or behaving in a specific way. Jesus knew about it. You should be aware of it. Now, keep in mind what we read in Psalm 111. Hold Matthew chapter, chapter 10. Go back to Psalm 111 again. Look at, one, look at it again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want to understand how to deal with people, fear God and he'll give you that guidance. Okay? Understand that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Wow. A good understanding. What's, what's wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was something wrong. Everybody, everybody got me? We're in Psalm 111, verse 10. Perfect. Susan, thank you. No, thank you. That's what everybody will sit here and go completely ignorant of where we should be because we don't want to be the one to raise our hand and say, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, it's, 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 it's okay, though. Yeah, it's okay. That's what we need to do, though. One, another thing. Call it out, Okay. You're dealing with people. I understand none of you are perfect, just like you understand I'm not perfect. We're going to miss things. We're not going to be on top of things. We, I, I was giving you an example. I was on a conference call. It wasn't today. I was on a conference call today, but one time I was on a conference call, and I had muted the call because they were just, nah, 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 nah. And, you know, and I was listening, and I was going on doing something else. It's amazing you can be on a conference call, and, you know, you can be the most important, in the important person in the world, and, yes, sitting on your computer playing Donkey Kong at the same time, you know. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm sitting there, and I went on to something else, and then they called my name, and I'm like, oh, that was, was that my name? And I had to unmute my phone real quick, and... Uh, David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You know, and I had to, uh, you know, I had the phone on mute, y'all. I went to do something else. Y'all weren't talking to me. I had to admit it. You know, I didn't think of a lie. I wasn't like the Grinch. You know, he thought of a lie and he thought it up quick. I didn't do that. I was like, ah, I wasn't listening. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't listening. So can you go back over it again? First off, it tells them you're going on too much. So get to the point because this, this hour-long conference call could be 30 minutes. If we would just get to the point. Okay, so the fear of God. So fear God. If you want to understand how to deal with people, let's fear God. Now keep in mind, in our winning battle, people are going to be our biggest issue, right? Agreed? How many since Monday have had a struggle with a person? John's got both hands up and his feet. You've had a struggle with a person, exactly, okay? And the week's still young, okay? The week is still young. I've got to see Cindy... Oh, no, praise God. This, yeah, amen. All right, I'll be all right. Okay, so understand this. I got to know how to deal with her. She has to know how to deal with me. Yeah, and, she, and you won't. Now, go back to Matthew chapter, six, uh, chapter 10. So as Jesus is giving them this warning, he's saying, be aware of men. They're going to take you into synagogues. They're going to scourge you. Now, I want you to go down to verse 19. Go down to verse 19 in Matthew chapter 10. 
But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say. For it will be given you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but is the spirit of your father who speaks in you. So now what Jesus is saying, you should be so in tune with God that you don't even have to think about what's going to come out of your mouth when you are in these situations, when you're dealing with people. Once again, your prayer should be, you should be so, so spirit-led when you're dealing and talking to people that, God, give me the words to say. I had someone call me the other day, and they wanted some advice on something, and, I, and I, I, it caught me off guard. And so instead of just spitting something out, I said, let me pray about this so I'll have the words to say to you. You know, they wanted an answer then. I, I can't give you an answer now. Let me pray about it, okay? Because I wasn't ready then at that time. I, hadn't, I wasn't ready to speak to them about that. But then I, I, I earnestly prayed and sought God, and guess what happened? He gave me an answer. I was able to call him back and a, a couple of days later and say, okay, this is what God is talking to me about. Okay, and this is the counsel that I need to give you. This is the, I'm not saying God told me to tell you this. That's different, okay? That God, he'll tell you before he tells me, okay, if he wants you to do something. But the counsel that I had to give him came from the Spirit of God. The beginning, the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Don't let me just spit it out. Let me talk to him. Same thing with those who are your enemies or those who are coming against you. We want to be quick to respond. We want to be quick to come back at them. We can't. We can't. Yes. It will. It really will. And you have to do that. So now let's go to let's go back to where we're talking, what we're talking. Let's go to Joshua. Now we're skipping verse eight, uh, chapter eight right now. We're going to chapter nine. This is after AI. Go to Joshua chapter nine. So do you, under, you understand where, where we're going right now? You understand the layout of the things? We're good? OK, good. Now go to chapter nine in Joshua. And go to verse 14. See, one thing, one problem about what Joshua had in his battle, they kept getting setbacks, okay? They kept getting setbacks, and all of their setbacks were led by people, okay? Understand that. They kept going back to the same place. So look at Joshua chapter 9, go to verse 14. So the son of, of men... The, so the men of, oh, excuse me, the men of Israel took some of their provisions and did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. Okay, we're going to go backwards and find out what's going on here. Now look at this verse 15. Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the leaders of the congregation swore an oath to them. So now the word of God brings specifically out that here's Israel again. Now they've defeated Jericho. They defeated Ai. They lost Ai and defeated Ai. And then they went back into a covenant with some people that they weren't supposed to. We're going to read about it. And guess what? The word specifically says they didn't seek the counsel of the Lord. People, Jesus says, beware, beware, be wise as serpents and, ge as, and gentle as doves. Be, be, be. On guard, because people will try to manipulate and change things. They manipulate the word of God. 
They'll be, how many of you find out, when people find out you're a Christian, they start giving you this story? Yeah. Or spouting out what seems to be holy words. How many of you ever experienced that, right? Yeah. Okay. Or they'll, they'll tell you the situation to, to play on your heartstrings, right? In the same chapter, go to verse 3. You ready? When the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, and to Ai, they also acted craftily and set out as envoys. And look at what they did, y'all. Watch this. Now, they, they, they heard about what Israel did. They heard about what happened. So they said, oh, they became the serpents. They started thinking ahead. Okay, look at this. They said, and they sent out envoys and took worn-out sacks on their donkeys and wineskins worn out and torn and mended and worn out and patched sandals on their feet and worn out clothes on themselves and all the bread of their provisions was dry and had become crumbled. Now keep in mind, they had better provisions. They had better clothes. They had better shoes. But what they're about to do now is play poor me to Joshua and the gang. Okay? Now, Keep in mind, that's what they're doing. Look at verse 6. They went to Joshua to the, camp at, to, to the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to them of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now therefore make a covenant with us. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, Look at this. Look at verse 7. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, Who are the Hivites, y'all? Who are they? Who are they? Uh, put it this way, are they supposed to be mingling with the children of Israel? Let me put it to you that way. Yeah, it was to mingle with them, exactly. But look what happened. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, perhaps you are living within our land. How then shall we make a covenant with you? Now, they asked a question. They asked a good question, didn't they? But they said to Joshua, we are your servants. Then Joshua said to them, who are you and where do you come from? Keep in mind, they're dealing with these people and they're trying to negotiate and understand these people and they have not sought God yet. They're about to lose another battle without seeking God. Okay, you with me? Okay, now look at this. Verse 9, they said to him, Your servants have come from a very far country because of the fame of the Lord your God. For we have heard the report of him and all that he did in Egypt, and all that he did to the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon, king of, the he, uh, of Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, who was at Ash, Ashtaroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take provisions in your hand for the journey, and go to meet them, and say to them, We are your servants. Now then make a covenant with us. This is our, now look at verse 12. Key, this our bread was warm, warm when we took it for our provisions out of our houses on the day that we left to come to you. But now behold, it is dry and has become crumbled. Verse, <laughs> look at this, verse 13. These wineskins, which were filled, were new, and behold, they are worn. And these, our clothes and our sandals, are worn out because of the very long journey. Now let's read verse 14. So the men of Israel took 
some of their provisions and did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. So what they're doing now is they're going into a covenant covenant with the Gibeonites. Why? Because they didn't seek the counsel of the Lord. They believed a lie. They didn't understand the truth. They didn't they didn't seek the truth. Now, keep in mind, Psalm 111, Psalm 111, verse 10. Switch it back over there, please. Since you're quick on the draw. Are you quick on the draw? You're not that quick. There we go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Did Israel act wisely? Why? Because they didn't fear God here. Here we are again. You defeat Jericho. You lose to Ai. You fear God. You come back. You defeat Ai. Now you defeated Ai. You come back. And guess what? Where's your fear? You lost your wisdom again. You lost your wisdom. Now keep in mind, God has sent them here. Matthew chapter 10. God has sent them out. But their behavior, so they're here, here's where they are. Okay, good. Now you're quick on the draw. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. What happens here? The enemy is shrewder than they are. And then they bite. They bite. That's the first way to get a fish out of the water, isn't it? When he bites. When you know you got him on a hook, what do you do? You start, you start reeling in, don't you? And guess what? That's what they did. They got him in a bite. And they didn't know, well, is this, is, is this a fish or is it just an old shoe? Which one is it, Lord? Am I about to pull a tire up out the ground? You know, what am I about? What am I out, out of water? What am I about to pull out? Now look at verse 16. It came about at the end of three days after they had made a covenant with them that they heard that they were neighbors and that they were living within their land. Wow. Israel got suckered again. See, when you don't seek God and when you're dealing with people, no matter how big or how small it may seem, y'all, when you don't seek him, guess what happens? Guess what happens? You get fooled. You get tricked. You get you fall into the trap of, well, you start you start because how many of you ever when somebody comes and tells you they need something, you sit there and you try to figure out whether they're lying or not. You don't do it anymore. Have you ever done that before? I have. You, you, you just give. If the spirit leads you, you just give and you, you give. But see, I've done that. I'm, I wonder if you're lying or not. I've done that. You know. And that's when you need to, if they ask, like Jason's saying, give it. Or if you, and if it's not in your spirit to give it, then tell them, no, I can't give you. Look, people have asked me for money before. David, can I have $5? No. What, you ain't got it? Yeah, I got it. I just don't feel led to give it to you. I mean, I, tell, I, don't, I don't tell them I don't have it. I got it. I just don't feel like I need to give it to you. Well, man, you know, and they're not used to that answer. Our normal answer is, well, I don't have change or I don't have it on me right now. No, I got it. It's right here in my wallet. But I'm, I, I'm not feeling led to give it to you. But if I'm led to give it to you, you know, it's not borrow. It's here. You can have it. I don't want it back. Okay. And, and, and that's what we have to understand. But you have to be in tune with God to know what to do with that, don't you? You see, and we lose. And this is how we start losing our battles. Because when we feel like we've been conned or ripped off, then we get bitter. We, then, we, then the guards go up, don't they? 
man, you fool me once, shame on me, uh, shame on you, fool me twice, what? Exactly. That's what we say. That shouldn't be something we follow, though. That shouldn't be something we follow. That's not our philosophy as Christians. Please understand that. But we say that. And so we put up this wall that's that that this wall that seems justified and it's not y'all there's no justification for turning away people because jesus said i send you out to them no matter what they've done he's warning you beware of them he's warning you they're going to do things they're going to throw you in jail they're going to scourge you hey guess what they're going to lie to you they're going to do all of that so what's our natural instinct is to curl up and stay away from people well i just don't want to talk to them no more You can't do that and be a Christian, y'all. You can't. Y'all know you you can't. You have to, you know, but Brother David, they did this. Well, they did it to Jesus, too. Hey, come on. That's it. And you have to understand that. Your winning battle, you start losing it when you put the wall up because something happened to you. Really? Really? Well, this happened to me. I understand. And I'm not going to say what I always say about the bathroom. Okay? But, you know, uh, you still, you, 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 you know, how, how many of you gotten sick eating food before? How many of you gotten sick eating food before? Did you stop eating? <laughs> but you still got to go back. Yeah, you know, and so that's what I'm saying. You can't. So, so here's what happens. When you don't seek the wisdom, when you don't look at Psalm 111 and fear God more than you see, what happens is when you stop fearing God, you start thinking more about you and how it impacts you. And that's immediately that that immediately leads to a to a loss. You immediately are on the losing side once you start thinking about you when it comes to dealing with people. And this is why. And I make this little note in my Bible. People will get you back into the same place if you let them. If you let them. But if they continue to, you know, first off, well, I'm tired of people running me over and pushing me over. Well, seek God on how to deal with it. And let him deal with it. And guess what? God may come back with the answer that they're going to keep doing that the rest of your day. So what you going to do? Your turn. Tag. You're it. What you going to do? I'm serious. And guess what? They'll keep pushing you over. They'll keep. You're a pushover. You're an really not i'm just doing what god told me to do well then your god's a pushover he really isn't you need to (laughs) yeah you keep thinking that one day i'm gonna be standing over you you know because i'm getting crowned and you're not (laughs) okay you know there's a thousand there's this thing called the thousand year rain coming and it doesn't mean that (laughs) it's going to be raining for a thousand years (laughs) okay (laughs) but understand this People are going to do that. So Jesus tells you how to handle them. And the way he tells you to handle them is seek God. Seek God. Israel went into a covenant with the enemy that they weren't supposed to go into a covenant with. But God being the God that he is just and right. Guess what he did? He honored the covenant, did he not? He's going to he honored the covenant. He had to because he's God and his name is at stake. Not yours. His. His, his name is on you every time, every, everywhere you go, his name is on you, okay? And understand that. So look at this. Now look at this. 
So they found out that they were their neighbors and they were living with them. Look at verse 17. Then the sons of Israel set out and came to their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon and Shephirah and Beeroth and kiriath Jerem. And the sons of Israel did not strike them because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord God of Israel, and the whole congre- congregation grumbled against the leaders. Hello. <laughs> you got us here. We can't even go do what God wants us to do because you did it. So now the leaders got to deal with the grumble in Israel and with the people that they made. So guess what? Once again, see how it comes. When you don't deal with people the way God de- wants you to deal with them, guess what's going to happen? You're going to always face the retribution of who? God and man. Listen, I get people mad at me all the time because I'm direct and I'm, I just tell you, here it is. You know what happens with that? There's a plus in the, I have to deal with their anger for a little while. But there's going to be a time down the road when they're going to appreciate the honesty and the directness when they really need it. You understand? And that's what they need from you. A lot of us are timid about going about being direct and honest with people and seeking God and telling them, look, I can't just give you that answer. There's been some of you in here that have called me and asked me for stuff, and I'm like, okay, I can't give you that answer right now. I got to, you know, I don't know how to answer that question. I've done that and I've said that, but let me research it. Let me find out and I'll get back with you on it. You know, you'd rather hear that than me just go, well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. (laughs) That ain't what I asked you, Brother David. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But that's not my issue right now. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I get that. I asked you how to change the spark plugs in my car. (laughs) Okay, you see what I'm saying? That's where we go. I want you to do me a favor and go to 1 Corinthians. And then we're going to wrap up here. This is good, though. You need to hear it. Any questions so far? Go to 1 Corinthians. Go to chapter 1. The first thing that happens... We're going to go to verse 18. The first thing that happens when you don't fear God, it leads to foolishness. It leads to foolish acts. What Joshua and all of them did was foolishness because they didn't seek God. They didn't seek him. Now look at this. Verse 18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So let's stop and think about that right now. Think about it. It is foolish to think that a man would come and die for someone he didn't know. Right? It's foolish. But we believe that God came and died because we know he knew us. That's part of, see, that's part of our faith. Part of the believing is believing that God knew you. You know, well, how can God love me if he doesn't know me? But he does know you. See, that's the other thing that we miss when we're, when we're teaching people the gospel is that God already knows you. You know, we sing that song Sunday. 
he knows your name. You know, he's got your the hairs on your head numbered. He does. Mine, Charles. Yeah. It's just easy. Hey, y'all, all that it's easier for him to keep up with me. Y'all, y'all with all his head full of hair. Hey, <laughs> there's David shining like a <laughs> shining like a honeydew melon down there. Look at him. But get this. Get this. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved is the power of God. Now look at verse 19. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? We're in verse 20. Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Well, he did that through Jesus. Complete foolishness to, to the world, okay? So in your winning battle, in your fight, first thing you have to understand is Jesus says, go out, I'm sending you out into a world where you need to be as wise as a serpent, but you need to be gentle as a dove. Well, how does that happen, God? Show me how that happens. Can anybody think? That's like saying, hit me softly with that bat. Swing hard, but hit it soft, right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, I teach people, like you can go faster by going slower. You ever notice that? When you're trying to get a lot done, but if you slow down, you end up being more productive. It's amazing, isn't it? But understand this. God is saying, use my wisdom. So first, the beginning of wisdom is fearing God. So if you fear God, guess what? When you were children and you wanted to do something, but you didn't know if your parents were going to let you do it. And you were afraid they were going to say no. So you went and tested them, didn't you? You went to ask and see first because you were afraid of their response. But you wanted to know how they where they stood on the subject of you going out and playing in the dirt. Right. So, mom, dad, say, say I'm going out here and it's raining outside. And I know you just mopped the floor and shampooed the carpet. I really see a mud pile out there that I that needs me to run through it. You know, now guess what your mom and your dad's going to say. Now, let's apply wisdom here, son. If you don't want a red backside, you might want to avoid doing that. You really thought this through. Now, keep this in mind. Now, what did you do? Because you feared your parents, you went and sought their advice first, didn't you, before you did it. Now, if you go and run through that mud puddle, guess what's going to happen? Your backside, expect your backside to be red. You sought wisdom. You just didn't apply it, okay? You sought it. You, you got the knowledge. Okay, I know I'm going to get beat if I do it, but, man, that puddle looks good, right? It's kind of like that, that little video the kids put out um, with that cat sitting on the counter. It was sitting there. This cat was sitting on this counter. Now, that's why I don't like cats. Uh, cats, the cats are just, I mean, I'm not going to say what I normally say, but they ha I have no purpose for cats. But anyway, this cat was sitting on this counter, okay? While it was sitting on this counter, it was sitting in front of this bowl, and it was pushing this bowl with its paw. It was pushing the bowl. And the whole time, the person on the video was saying, don't push that bowl off the counter. And that cat was looking at that person. This is how evil they are. That cat was looking at him. They said, don't push that bowl off. And that cat went just like this. And just kept staring at him, knew what it was doing. 
Do not do that. And they pushed it off just like that. It was funny, but man, I would have choked that cat's eyeballs out. That's, oh, I thought I'd say that's me. That's, your, that's what he would do, wouldn't he? Okay. Yeah, watch me. I'm going I'm to do it. And I mean, it, you know, and it's just, that's not wisdom, is it? That's cat thinking, yeah. Understand this. God is telling us to seek his wisdom. So in this winning battle, first thing you got to do when you're dealing with a person, there's going to be a person that's going to come up and going to do that to you. They're going to do that thing that you don't want done. They're going to do it, y'all. They will. They know it gets on your nerves, and yet they'll still do it, won't they? Just to watch you respond. Don't do that. You know it bothers me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Put, uh, now look at this. <laughs> you two behave. Yeah. Brother Charles had his arm around her earlier. Like, wow, it's like they just got married again. I mean, I love it when people listen to the sermon and they respond. Good. Look at verse 21. For since in in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased, though, through, excuse me, through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed. Now look at verse 22. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. If Joshua had just simply said, wait a minute, God, stop. Let's go talk to the Lord first before we entertain anything about these guys. But he didn't do that, did he? He used his own worldly wisdom to start questioning them. Well, I know enough. But people, understand what that word said back early. It said, but they dealt craftily with Israel. They were, they were the serpents. They were lying in wait. They, they, they got the old bread. And guess what? To them, lying wasn't no big deal. So let's lie. They knew enough about God that God was going to keep his word, didn't he? Because they got Israel to make a covenant that God didn't want. But because they did it in the name of the Lord, they knew enough about that. And it wasn't like, ah, we got God. Yeah, we snuck one in. You didn't sneak nothing in on God. It wasn't you that snuck nothing in. It was the disobedience of Israel that got it done. That's what got it done. It was their blatant disobedience. They did not seek God. You notice that they didn't blame the Gibeon. He didn't blame the Gibeonites. He did not blame them. Go back to Joshua chapter 9. Yeah, he knew it. They're not going to listen to me again. That's exactly that. They're not going to listen. Look at what they did. Verse 14 again. So the men of Israel took some of their provisions. Here's the, the, their first problem, number one. There they go, mingling stuff again. Now that's what got them defeated at Ai, was mingling the stuff from Jericho in with their stuff. Now so they mingled their provisions. Now look at this again, okay? They, mingled, they took some of their provisions and, and did not ask the counsel of the Lord. 
So not only did they repeat, so people, people don't want you to talk to God about them. You understand that? Do you get what I'm, you get this message? Understand this. In your winning battle, people will do everything they can to stop you from talking to God about them. They will get you to stop talking to God about you. Why do you have to ask God? I've had people ask me that. Why do you have to ask God? Well, because I'm more afraid of him than I am you right now. I got offered a job one time. Man, you need, to, you, you, you need to jump on that. No, I don't need to jump on that. And I'm glad I didn't jump on that. And there was that one over at that deal, one that you felt uneasy about, you know, and they were trying to get me, and they were going to pay me more money. And, and, I, and I, was, I, was, I was dealing. I was like, look, I got to have time for the church. I got to, you know, my Sundays and Wednesdays are important, but it's not just those days. I got to have other nights because I have to prepare and I have to study. So it's not like I need Sunday and Wednesday off just so I can go and pull some rabbit out of my hat. You know, it's not Rocky and Bullwinkle. Okay, it ain't that it's, you know, my life, my lifestyle has to be accommodated so that I can study so that I can pray, so that I can visit, so that I can counsel, all of these things. So it's more than just a Sunday and Wednesday thing for me, okay? Oh, yeah, you can get that, David. We'll, we'll take care of you on that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I told Bonnie, she was wise. She said, David, I just don't feel right about it. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. And, and I told him, I said, I need to pray. Okay, gave me a couple of days, called me back. David, what did you think? What, what are you going to do? I said, mm, no. Nah. I said, I'm not feeling led to go there. Oh, I hate that. He got mad at me. But, you know, praise God, because eight months later, he wanted to hire me. You know, eight months later, after that incident, he got canned. So guess where I would have been? It would have been like Pharaoh and the the children of Israel. Yeah, I don't know who made that deal with you. Yeah, Joseph may have got along with this Pharaoh, but I'm a new Pharaoh. And I don't remember all of those little things. Y'all going to make my brick. I don't care what kind of deal you made with him. He ain't here. I need you here Wednesday nights. You see? You see how that happens? You won't remember that. They don't. So you have to understand in your winning battle, yeah, the money would have been fine for about eight months. For about eight months. Now, yeah, Jesus could have came back at any time. But then there I would have been. There I would have been. Okay? So you have to understand, Joshua didn't seek that. Uh, now keep in mind, we're just two chapters over. We're just two chapters over from their failure, okay? Keep in mind, chapter 6, victory in Joshua. Chapter 7, failure. Chapter 8, victory. Chapter 9, failure. And when you go into the book of Judges, which we're going in after we get through with Joshua, Failure, victory, failure, victory, failure, victory. I mean, it's a whole, the whole book is like that. Israel is constantly in and out of failure and victory. Why? Why? They don't seek the count. Now, ask yourself the same question. I just threw Israel under the bus. Now let's throw Sulphur Springs under the bus. Same exact thing. You didn't seek the counsel of the Lord. You didn't seek the counsel of the Lord. Well, Brother David, I prayed about it. Okay, good. But did you get an answer? Well, Brother David, I keep trying. Who asked you to keep trying? Seek God. Seek God. Seek God. Seek God. 
speak to God. Hmm? Is that so hard? Is it hard? It's not when you say it, but it is when you try to do it. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Brother Bill. Thank you, Brother Bill. See, understand this. That's exactly what we do. And then here's the other thing that we do. And y'all, this is, this, we, we do this. When we, when we do things like this, we'll pray to God, and we'll pray to God, and we'll pray to God. And then we'll say, well, God, why aren't you answering me? Well, and, and he's not answering you. And do you know why he's not answering you? Not even you're not ready for an answer, but you're not praying in the spirit and you're not praying for the right thing. So he has no need to acknowledge it. We don't get that. Yeah, patience, exactly. We don't get that. Oh, then some of us are, well, I've been trying and I just don't try anymore. Well, I want to know where it says in the Bible that you're supposed to give up. Somebody find that scripture for me. Tell me. Tell me. Find, find, find it. Brother David, right here, God said I can quit. No gaps. Don't quit. And if you don't get, look at Paul, what he did in first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I implored the Lord three times to remove this thorn. And all Jesus said was, my grace was sufficient. So guess what? He accepted that answer. He stopped praying and accepted the answer. Well, I guess I'm going to keep the thorn for a while. So, hey, do you know about Jesus? Went right on preaching. That's the winning battle. The thorn can be a person. It can be anything, right? It can be anything. But you got to seek God. You got to fear God enough to seek him. You know, we, the person that don't fear God is the one that pulls out the bat and hits the person or shoots the person or talks about the person or builds up a wall against the person. You, have, you don't fear God. If you can get that mad at your brother or sister in Christ or anyone who's not in Christ just because they're not behaving the way you think they are, guess what? You don't fear God. You are more in tune with how you think you should feel about the issue than how God feels about the issue. And guess what? That causes you to take these steps backwards, and then you get set back, and then next thing you know, you're making deals with the enemy again without seeking God, just like Israel did. Huh? Anybody want to disagree, just say so right now. Yeah, nobody be. I ain't going to raise my hand. I may not like his answer, but I ain't raising my hand. And if you're mad at me about it right now, let me know. I'll be okay with that. I'll live with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just like everybody getting mad because they took prayer out of school. Big, fat, hairy deal. Yeah. Yeah. You can you, you do it all. Yeah. Yeah. They ask you to stop, but yeah, that's the thing. Did God, well, let me ask God about that. I'm telling you to stop. You can tell me all you want, but God ain't told me no different yet. Real simple. Okay? You can tell me we're not going to allow any more prayer in school. I'm praying. I'm praying. Yeah, exactly. Lord, you know, because they want to get out. You know, as long as parents are sending kids to school, there's going to be prayer in school. 
Just because they passed a law because someone didn't want it. We're not going. Okay, so you're not going to sponsor it. That don't mean I can't do it. Fine, don't sponsor it. That's your business. But I'm going to still pray. You know, when I started, when I was at my last company and I was praying, and they came to me and they said, David, we don't need you to pull the people off the floor during production hours and pray with them. Gotcha. So as I walked through, I prayed for them. I ain't going to pull it. And I respect that. They're paying them to do a job. Fine. That's the way you do it. But, David, they made you stop praying. No, they didn't make me stop praying. They just told me to stop pulling you off the line during production hours. Y'all, and I told them, I said, y'all, as I walk these halls, I'm praying for you. So don't, don't worry about that. Just because we can't lock hands and hold bow heads and make a show of it, that don't mean the power of God's been pulled out. Okay? And keep walking and keep praying. They're like, well, we didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. There's no big ruckus. And that just went on its merry way. It was done. It was okay. And guess what? You've been praying, Brother David? Yeah, I've been praying. You've been praying? Yeah, I've been praying. Good. Okay, let's keep walking and praying. So tell me all day long I can't pray in school. It's okay. How many times have I been praying down the road, driving down the road, talking to somebody on the phone, and said a little prayer? I'll tell you first, don't close your eyes and bow your head. <laughs> I called Jack the other day and had prayer with him. He was driving. And, of course, Jack, he always takes an opportunity. And Bonnie heard this. It wasn't even my fault. After we got done praying, said amen. He said, oh, no. And, I mean, Connie, all you heard in the background, his wife, Connie, saying, stop it, Jack. Because, I mean, I thought he was about going off a cliff or something. It was like, man, that clown closed his eyes. Because it happened to be one of those days where I did a semi-King James prayer. Anyway, um, semi-King James prayer. So understand, any questions? Do you understand this? So first thing, if you take anything out of it tonight, we're fighting a winning battle. First off, seek God in dealing with people. Whether the issue is small or big, seek God. He may turn around and tell you, David, they're not the problem, you are. So you know how to go. So you know what the wis- what, how to handle that person in wisdom, okay? Joshua didn't seek God, so he didn't find out that they were the problem, or he didn't find out he was the problem. He didn't find that out, did he? Because he didn't ask God. And then on top of that, they were crafty. He went out to the world, and he wasn't crafty. He wasn't, he wasn't wise as a serpent. Got it? Got it? Brother Ernie, close.